The Movie Hour, episode 37, June 4th, 2009. Spoiler alert, the following hour programming may contain both movie plots and spells. Hello and welcome everybody to the Harold Ramis Harry Carey Movie Hour. This is Greg Maloney podcasting from Lake Orion, Michigan. Hi everyone, this is Jim Maloney in Rochester Hills, Michigan. And Jeff Hendrickson back in the saddle in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, we're back to our roots today. We've gone back to our uh, classic intro music. I hope everyone enjoyed uh, the music we had for the intro outro before, but it's time to get back to our roots here. And uh, thank God Jeff has made it alive, came back for the movie hour. It was it was almost like we weren't a whole person, Jeff, when you were gone. I, I could tell, having listened to that podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I, was, I, did a great oh, job you, I was gonna say, what'd you hear from that? Because uh, I'm I'm pretty sure we said that we missed you, right? No, no, you guys you guys did a great job. It was I thought it was excellent. In fact, I'm thinking about quitting just to help the podcast do better, and that is what I'm all about. Um, no, I do want to. I was uh, I was laid out for quite a little while there. I'm still not 100, percent but I want to thank everybody that uh, that shot their support to me one way or another. I do appreciate it. Um, and uh, yeah, back amongst the living. I got I actually got to see a ton of movies while I was sick though that was the bonus uh, I don't were you watching movies in the hospital like you were on the internet at the hospital right right like right I was able to see um, a couple of movies at the hospital um, because they had this little TV thing there but I, not not as many as when I got home and had nothing to do so uh, <laughs> yes yes and no I guess um, but you were yeah, off I definitely you, saw a lot um, of movies not to get too specific but you were you were off of work before, then you went to the hospital, and then you were off of work afterwards, off of the right, same Right, yeah, same I problem, had, um, right? So. I was I was basically laid out for about seven straight days. Um, Jesus. About 48 hours of that was in the hospital. On a related note, I've been out for like the last five days just recovering from my uh, two-drink hangover. That, uh, <laughs> from, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was huge, vendor. Jim. I got, I got such a kick out of that. That's, uh, yeah, you started drinking. I haven't had a drink in like something like, like 14 days or something like that. Now, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the shakes have gone away, but it's tough to tell. Everything else is shaking now. So. I've been keeping tabs on uh, the hits at my body is a human sewer or whatever you said. And we're in a lot of, a lot of traffic. traffic. <laughs> good, <Cool>. good. <laughs> toilet. Oh, um, toilet. But yeah. So give me give me your uh, your sickness movies that you, that you happen to watch. Did you like the Parker Posey by the way? Did you watch Hook apparently to make yourself feel better? You that know, I answer. did not watch Hook cuz I only have it on VHS at my dad's house and I didn't feel like, you know, putting <laughs> down a copy on the internet. So, um but uh I I definitely um I saw cut including but not limited to uh, you don't mess with the Zohan, Con Air, Wally, movie called Brick, uh Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, there are others too. I, I, I can't remember offhand, but um, yeah, yeah, definitely, um, definitely saw quite a few. Before I get into the movies I saw, though, and I'm going to do in-depth re- reviews of all seven of them. Uh, I, I want to talk about uh, <laughs> all fifteen. Oh, yeah, I want to talk about uh, you guys' podcast last week. Seriously, you guys did a good job. There was one thing that I wanted to bring up that you guys didn't do that I really wanted to talk about, and that was um, songs that we like in a movie. Completely inappropriately used in that movie, though. Um, and the first one that came to mind was the Leonard Cohen Hallelujah in Watchmen. But there are other ones too. Oh, Can come you guys on. think of any <laughs> offhand? That didn't, that song didn't make you hot during that uh, the during scene, the sex scene where no, it did not. It made me uncomfortable <laughs> at best. Um, so either that or the sight of a naked woman that usually makes me uncomfortable <laughs> as well. But um, no, can you guys think of any? I mean, now that we're talking about it, because uh, because that was that was the first one, like I said, that popped into my mind, but. 
That's tough. Because you, like, usually you'd want to pick something. One thing that, actually, no, I do have one. One thing that was really over the top was, um, which for a movie I'm sure was fitting, in Face Off, the one with the Nick Cage, John Travolta thriller. I love that movie. And, uh, there's a part where there's just a, a, I love that movie. There's a shootout, and there's like a kid in the middle of just this pretty much just bullet fray, and they play, uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow during it, because he has headphones on, because they're just like, oh, we're getting raided. Put some headphones on so you don't hear it happen. Like, you could pretty much cover up gunfire with headphones. Um, not that it wasn't a realistic movie. They took the faces off of each other and put them on the, put them on the other person. But, anyhow, I didn't think it worked. I, I understand they're trying to go for, like, the juxtaposition and make it, like, okay, he's in his own little world, but it just, it was stupid. And, um, I, I didn't like it. But maybe it's because I watched Face Off, and that was the problem. Anyway. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe Face Off was the problem and not the Somewhere Over the Rainbow. You'd think John Woo couldn't go wrong, but never mind, go ahead. Yeah, the uh, the the ones that popped in my head too when you brought that up were, and I knew you were going to go there, was the Watchmen ones because we had talked about that a couple podcasts ago. And I'm trying to remember the name of the song now that they did like the cover of for just like a split second during the office building scene in Watchmen. I don't know if you guys remember which one I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, it was like a it was like a Depeche Mode song or something, wasn't it? it yeah, was like really I'm trying weird. to remember yeah. what it was. But yeah, just good songs in that, but yeah, total just didn't fit into a lot of the scenes. I did, well, I was going to say, there are a few things that, at least from last week's episode, I think there were some things we talked about that at least made you feel awkward afterwards, too. Like, is that what we're talking about, or is it no, just... No, I mean, like, I think, I think, like, awkward is fine, because, because, you know, there's sometimes, like, uh, like you guys mentioned, the stuck in the middle with you, or, um, yeah, or another yeah. one that I always think about is the uh, singing in the rain in Clockwork Orange. Like, the juxtaposition, when it works, it works, but... Um, I don't know. I was just thinking about like song, like a song that you really like that you feel like. I think more got like tossed in there because it's a cool song more than, and they wanted to like be cool, I guess, or the director just. I don't know. And the other one I thought of was, um, or I thought of a couple other ones, but the other one that really glared out to me was when in Garden State they scream into the bottomless pit and then they play the only living boy in New York. It's like, yeah, it's a really cool song, but I just, I don't know. It just seemed really, really trite, I guess. And that's, I think what can happen sometimes when they play songs that you love and, uh, doesn't always, uh, click with the movie. Uh, I I have some opinions about Cameron Cameron Crowe doing that as well, but I'll keep them to myself. So Jim doesn't (laughs) jump through the internet and kick my ass. Yeah. To, to clarify for anyone that missed last week, we talked about (laughs) pop music and film and pretty much, you know, the the symbiotic relationship of both propelling either bands into stardom or the movies into stardom and, and a lot of things in between directors and specific songs. But um, Jeff missed out due to sickness, and it was unfortunate. I, 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 it was good that you weren't there because James and I worked out pretty, like, we didn't yell at each other at all. We just pretty much said, no, wow, it, was, yes. it was like the movie Garden. It was really nice. You guys were really <laughs> nice to each other. Tranquil would be the word I'd use, but... That's fine. Copacetic. Yeah. <laughs> so during you're during your your movie your movie uh it wouldn't be fiasco, but your movie hiatus. Extravaganza. Yeah. What were your what were you some of your movies you wanted to review that you watched and from bed or whatever? Well, yeah, doing. a couple of them that I I really enjoyed Wally, but I'm not going to get into that. I mean, we, you just finally watched Wally. Yeah, I hadn't seen it before. Yeah, well, you great know, it's movie. The type of movie you need you need to either have a chick around or be really sick to watch. I feel like. Um, so uh, I saw that. You know, I really liked it for all the same reasons everybody else did. I'm sure. Um, and, uh, but I, the two movies I really wanted to talk about, they're both, uh, weird de- 
detective stories. One of them, the first one is called Brick, and it stars, I don't know the kid's name, but it's the kid from Third Rock from the Sun, the TV show. I could look it up, but I'm not gonna. The younger kid or yeah, the older yeah, one? Yeah, that kid. Gordon Levitt. Kid. Or no, something like that. Sure, that sounds Cobra right. Commander. Is he really? Are you <laughs> serious? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Although that movie's gonna really suck if you've seen any of the previews or trailers for that thing. It's so bad. Yeah, it's gonna be All horrible. Right. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Continue. So, so the theme of this movie, it's like a, it's like a noir film, like a, like a detective noir film, like almost like a Chinatown or something like that, where it's like this, this, private dick who's, you know, jaded and he's seen it all and uh but it's it's it takes place in a high school and it's but it, it like if they do it without any sense of like spoof or uh or like there's no like ironic wink to it. It's just it's very serious and like the language is good, like the language goes along with like that fifties, sixties like uh you know I don't know what these dames were getting themselves into, but I wouldn't <laughs> want any part of it and stuff, you know, like and but it's it's actually the, the a really dig, cool the more movie. I dig the stinkier it gets. Yeah. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um and uh, but it's actually like a really entertaining, really cool flick, and it was something totally different than anything I'd seen before. Totally different take on a very, very like used up genre. I thought. Um, so if it's so, not tongue in cheek, I mean, were you laughing because of it, or were you laughing at it? No, I don't. I don't think I was laughing at all. It was actually a pretty serious movie. I mean, there were a couple of funny parts, but like uh, overall, so, it's, it's actually kind of serious. But it, it's so just they really pull well off done. the detective noir in a high school. Hmm, right, right, or at least uh, it's not. It, most of it doesn't take place actually in the high school, but it's high school students. Gotcha. That is weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I said. It's totally different from anything I've seen. I, the director, I guess, it was his first film that he's ever done, and it was. Um. I mean, it was really, really well done. The the I'd say that main kid, whatever his name is, was one of the one of the less good actors in it. There were some really, really great actors in it overall. But, um. Yeah, highly recommended. I would say. Did you? Was Netflix, <laughs> what? How did you get all these movies? Netflix over. Uh, Netflix again? was Streaming that. I got what? that one through Netflix. Yeah. A couple of them I watched on like uh, TV. A couple of them were Netflix streamed. Uh, you just. Here and there. There's your plug, Netflix. There's your plug. Are you happy? Yeah. Are you happy, Netflix? I yeah. hope so. Two billion movies can't even ship us a couple of francs. Um, so, so what, um, what's what's your number two? <laughs> the second one I saw another detective uh, story from a, from a little bit weirder point of view is a is a movie called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer. Uh, I really thought this one was great too. It's it's a New York guy goes to L.A. and and he's taking like these sort of like acting lessons from a real private eye played by Val Kilmer, and uh, they get into some shit. And it's it's pretty funny. I mean, like Val Kilmer's character is funny. It's it's just a, it's a uh, it's again the classic detective story like turned on its ear sort of. And uh, definitely yeah, I like that it. one. That's a good movie. You've seen? I was gonna say you've seen. I remember walking in when you were watching that movie, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer. I've never heard of this before in my life, and pretty much walked out. Yeah, I found it. Yeah. I found it to be very enjoyable. One of those movies that it's it's not great, but it doesn't aspire to be great. It aspires to be good, and it's very very good. Like it's uh, it's nothing nothing life life changing or earth shattering, but it's really really fun watch. Right. Interesting. So those James, are the two that you, I wanted to review. James, do you have something you didn't watch when you're on your deathbed, like Jeff? I ended up seeing a movie called No Reservations. Uh, it's a 2007 romantic drama. Uh, it's based off of uh, a German film, actually, 2001, uh, called Mostly Martha. But uh, it's Catherine Zeta-Jones. She plays the head chef in, in this Manhattan restaurant. And, and Aaron sister, Eckert, right? Yes, Aaron Eckert is in this. Um, sister, <laughs> what sister, was that noise? <laughs> Never mind, go ahead. Uh, 
uh, her sister and niece are coming to visit, but end up getting in a car crash on the way down, and the sister dies and pretty much wills the niece to Catherine Zeta-Jones to take care of, uh, the niece being played by uh, Abigail Breslin. Um, yeah, baby. So the, the story is pretty much a clash of lifestyles for Catherine Zeta-Jones. She's a workaholic, you know, very structured, you know, you know, runs a very strict kitchen type of person, whereas the daughter's used to her mom and her being very free-spirited and having fun all the time. So she's kind of taken time off to kind of, you know, work her into her life. And during that time off, the restaurant decides to hire Aaron Eckhart to help out. And he's kind of a free spirit also. And they clash, because she still goes and work every so often, but they clash. And, of course, they clash at first and have this hate, but then turns into a love relationship. And basically the rest of the movie is about them juggling, you know, her juggling her work, her family, and, you know, her love affair with uh, Aaron Eckhart without losing any of them. Um, the main, the three main actors do a pretty good job. You know, nothing out of the ordinary, just kind of, you know, run of the mill type of thing. Uh, Eckhart does his best with what little he's got, but, uh, he's, he's, he's alright. He survives it anyway. Yeah, um, who wouldn't fall in love with Aaron Eckhart when you're Yeah, with yeah, huh. exactly. Um, but yeah, Certainly it's, not it's, me. as far as your romances go, it's pretty stereotypical. You know, they fall in love. There's a misunderstanding where they, you know, end up breaking up. And, you know, then there's the, you know, the rest of it's, can they get back together and get over that type of thing? Um, Patricia Clarkson, one of my faves is in this, but she's wasted here. It's a very small role as the, uh, restaurant owner. Um, there are a couple of good points to it. I kind of like the fact that she's juggling a new kid and a new love interest at the same time. And I also like the fact that it's kind of a kitchen chef setting, which is kind of different. I haven't seen a whole lot of uh, stuff like that. But, like uh, Ratatouille? Yeah. Is it like Ratatouille? It's exactly right, Ratatouille. Okay. So if you see that, <laughs> don't see this. But yeah, it's pretty run-of-the-mill. Not a whole lot of charisma or chemistry between the two actresses. Um, there's a couple distracting therapy scenes that don't mean anything to the movie. And then... Uh, uh, just not enough hotness from Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> That's uh, a problem. <laughs> yeah. So if you're interested in a romance <laughs> or something, I'd try something else. It's This is pretty just nondescript. My only question is, is uh, did Abigail Breslin have her endearing smile throughout the movie? You know, she wasn't as scene-stealing as she normally is. She was Aww. just kind of there, you know. Obviously, she's dealing with her mom's death, so it's not as – she doesn't have to be as plucky as normal roles, but, yeah. They, they probably told her to tone, tone it down a bit Yeah, makeup, with makeup or something. coaches probably got her yeah. Um, I actually have one that is, well, sort of more recent than your guys, I would say. Uh, Valkyrie, which came out December 2008. You saw Valkyrie. What's that? You saw Valkyrie. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I ended up actually, I don't, usually I don't go out of my way to see movies like uh, like this. Not that I'm against Valkyrie or Tom Cruise. It just looked like a terrible movie. But, again, this was thanks to my cousin who just rents movies for no reason whatsoever and then throws them in the DVD player. And I happen to be around. Um, this yeah, one... If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have any movies to review. Yeah, no shit. Um, actually, I saw this. I saw Vantage Point via Netflix, which is the worst. Don't even... Even with Forrest Whitaker and Matt Fox, who's sort of cool, um, really, it, it sucked. And I think it was mainly because the direct... It was like pretty much a directorial debut and he made it as hard on himself as possible and didn't pull it off. Like, there's 45 Jeez, minutes Christ. that just could have been cut, and... Because it was supposed to be a... Never mind. Vantage Point sucks. Don't see it. Uh, the real thing I want to talk about was Valkyrie. Valkyrie was surprisingly good. Um, it's by Brian Singer, who I'm not the biggest fan of. He did your usual suspects, but he did the first X-Men, two, first two X-Mens, or just first? Uh, um, also first. did the new Superman. 
Um, but yeah, apt anyways. Pupil. Don't forget about apt pupil. Yeah, don't forget about apt pupil. Um, movie is about uh, Nazis during the Hitler. Well, Nazis during the Hitler. Uh, Hitler and in people inside the Nazi organization. Um, that want to take Hitler down is pretty. It was supposedly loosely based on a true story about assassinations on Hitler's life. Um, there's gonna be some big spoilers here, so I hope you guys don't want to see this movie. Uh, it ends up being a story about Tom Cruise's character, who from the beginning again wants the best for Germany and realizes that Hitler's gonna make him not just lose, but make him just take him down, take Germany down with him. And he wants to save Germany what, as much as he can, so he wants him and some others team up. To uh, take Hitler down, uh, a lot of a lot of interesting people in this too. Tom Wilkinson, always a, always a fan. Uh, Kenneth Branagh. Uh, other than that, I'm trying to remember who else is in it. Bill Nighy, who's the one from, <laughs> I guess from uh, lately, it's been underworld fame, but he's been in a lot of shit. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Sh- yeah, Shaun of the Dead too. That's true. Uh, so. What's what I liked about it, and I think there there are some the movies like this that it just culminates, sort of like halfway to the movie where it's like, all right, time to pull off this assassination scheme. Been pl- planning it for a while. They don't know who's where people's allegiances land, and it all comes down to like that fifty minutes and how it spins out for the rest of the film. Hopefully everyone finds these movie reviews useful. Uh, there's always some, at least during times like this, some need to take your mind off things going on. There, uh, apparently GM has, uh, come out and gone, gone to court. They will be doing bankruptcy filing. And that means bad, bad news for the, at least the state of Michigan and a lot of other places, but especially where James and I, uh, hang out. I know, James, your company's been hurting specifically. I, I guess I don't have to worry about it because I'm not tied to a company. As of as of now, but I still have um, a job, so it's good. Yeah, is that like even after that announcement, everything's already gone through? Or so far, so good. Yeah, it's still day to day type of thing. Um, and really, uh, I already like I was talking talking to some of the some of the relatives, and it sounds like uh, we might have one or two people that are just like, "Yep, okay, I'm losing my job, sweet," and um, they're already starting starting to look elsewhere, which is bad news. But I guess we have good news. To look forward to as well, and that's Red Wings. Red Wings is something turning into the, the sports hour once again. The Red Wings are ahead on Pittsburgh two to zero. So take that, Philadelphia person. Yeah, um, no, that's that's for. I mean, obviously, I'm a Red Wings fan. Uh, from Philadelphia perspective, that's fantastic. Uh, the Philadelphia fans just absolutely hate the Penguins. Just can't stand them. So. That's really weird. I don't. I don't understand how you like if you. One, if your team's not in it, why not the other team that's in your state? Why wouldn't you be a fan? Well, I guess you're different because you're, you know, born and raised in Michigan. But well, not born and raised, but raised. In yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand what you're saying, but it's it's kind of that cross state rivalry. I mean, the Penguins and the uh, and the Flyers play each other a lot. In the, like they played in the playoffs last year, they played in the playoffs this year. They really yeah. don't like each other. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of yeah. chippiness that happens every time they play. Like they, in the regular season, there's constantly fights and everything. Like they they're just the two teams do not like each other, and so the two sports fans don't like each other. So I think uh, go Wings is a pretty natural sentiment around here in Philadelphia. Yeah. Be, being a U of M fan, I can't say that I. Root for Michigan State football to do very well. That was exactly really? the uh, analogy I used on Greg earlier, and he didn't seem to like it enough. So. Well, the the reason I don't get it, like, okay, so 
your team, especially when it's like, so you're two, let's say two teams in the same state, which we don't have in terms of professional teams, we don't really have in Michigan, right? Like there aren't any two teams and you have Detroit teams and that's it. And so we don't really get that part. But when it comes to college teams, when you have, um, like in the situation with Michigan, Michigan state, both in the same conference, if Michigan's playing somebody, I'd rather Michigan win than Michigan lose. Like, and then, cause I'm an MSU fan, um, well, to show you where I'm coming from. And if State's playing Michigan, sure, I want Michigan State to win, but I'd rather have both of them win in the circumstances where they're not playing each other. I feel like a lot of people are like that with with those schools, but I, I think yeah. that there are just as many that are diehards that would rather see Michigan State or Michigan, you know, whichever end they're not on, lose every yeah. single game. Yeah. Like, I know we were talked about the, the NCAA tournament a while back when State was doing good, and I actually didn't mind, you know, hoping for them to win just because there hasn't been much of a rivalry between the two schools in basketball, so maybe that feeds into it too, you know, just lack of competitiveness, and since the Flyers and the Penguins are so competitive these days, then, you know, maybe that's why it's still a lingering hatred, even when they're not playing each other. Yeah. Without discussing sports uh, too much, James, you're probably our resident Red Wings expert, what, you think, uh, you think we got it in four, with all that, with all this play going on? Um, I would never predict in four, even if I thought we were going to win in four. <laughs> That's just asking for trouble. Red Wings oh, fans are paranoid. It's just a fact. Man. I I, yeah. I was talking to a guy I know, uh, that guy I work with uh, from Pen- or from uh, Pittsburgh, and I called him up. I was like, yeah, I just want to talk a little bit of shit. And he's like, yeah, you're the only Red Wings fan I know, and he knows a lot of them that wants to talk shit. Everybody else is paranoid that if they talk shit, they'll lose. And I go, yeah, I can understand yeah. that. I remember- See, I didn't think we played very good in the first few games, so I'm I'm still a little worried. So Pavel Datsuk coming back, man. I'm not. I'm not worried at all. Pavel is going to come. Is he come playing to... tonight? I thought so. Yeah. Is he? I not? didn't think he was. Oh well, you probably know more than is I. Is it? Know. Is it superstition that that's that's scaring you, or is it just you don't want to talk shit? Because if you lose, you'll have your tongue. Well, your what was it? I, I would talk shit <laughs> What's if the we same? were playing better. Okay, gotcha. If I, if I felt more confident, but right now I haven't seen anything to make me overconfident, right? Or right. even real confident. Well, to take your to take your mind off things, we can uh, discuss what you what would be big is uh, Will Ferrell land of the loss this week. <laughs> this isn't gonna this isn't gonna turn any any of the box office numbers around, I'm sure. But it actually, I'm surprised. I I thought I was getting sick of Will Ferrell, but the trailer for this movie looks pretty fucking funny. This surprises me because I it's, don't think it looks funny to me. I mean, I, much I like him. some of his other stuff, but. This one really doesn't appeal to me. And it has Anna Friel in it, who I like from the TV show Pushing Daisies. So it even has a little extra incentive for me, but yeah, I'm just, this one doesn't look I'm, entertaining to I'm me. I'm getting bombarded and, on, on the live chat in this. Uh, the one particular, like, this is just Will Ferrell to a T, is just him running from the, the invisible, the, running from the T-Rex, saying like, okay, you can't follow sharp, sharp changes of direction, run in a serpentine pattern, and then he gets bit up and is being held in the to the jaws of the T Rex and he just yells Serpentine over and over again. And I that's I think that's Wolf Ferrell do a T and I, I find it funny. I maybe I'm just an idiot. I probably just an idiot. <laughs> See normally I like him yelling just random shit, but and I know that's Jeff what it is because he's mentioned it, but uh I don't know, for whatever reason, I don't know if I'm just finally sick of his shtick or what, but this one just doesn't seem... Yeah, it's the same thing. Like, he's yeah. he's definitely doing the, the same the same uh, setup. And uh, I, I don't know, I, I guess uh, maybe I'm a Will Ferrell fan. Jeff, did you, you just don't want to see this movie or don't want to see any Will Ferrell movies? I'm pretty sick of Will Ferrell. Uh, 
that's that's about all I have to say. His his shtick, he is not. I don't think he's done anything different whatsoever. His shtick is exactly just yelling random shit, and it's not. I don't know. I I don't think it's funny. I'm sorry. It's all right. <laughs> well, I guess in this in this, I'm not sure how much he's actually like just headlining this. This is more maybe more of an ensemble task or task ensemble cast, but there are some movies where he's just been trying to hold it on his own, doing that shit over and over again. So maybe maybe it would be better. There's one Will Ferrell movie that he actually plays a relatively prominent role, and he's certainly not the main character or anything. He was really subdued, and I thought he was halfway decent in it. Well, I don't think, you know, he really acted like anybody different than he always does, just like the loud kind of guy. Um, or he, he was much more subdued in this movie. It was called, uh, Winter Passing, and it's a movie starring Zoe Deschanel, um, my, my everlasting love. Uh, and, friend of the show too. Friend yeah, friend of the show, of course. Um, and uh, Ed Harris is is in it as well. But uh, he he's really? sort of like a like a not like a bit part, but he's sort of like a background character. He's not certainly not the main character at all, and he does a really good job in that. I thought, and I, I wouldn't mind seeing more stuff like that. This is a serious movie. It's pretty serious, yeah. Uh, and so you see, you said Will Ferrell's subdued. What do you mean? Like it's just not the Will Ferrell you know? Right, right. He's still like weird. Um. But he's just not, like, he does, he's not, like, yelling weird stuff and stuff like that. He's more just, like, kind of, like, he's a nice guy, but he's sort of unbalanced and maybe not the brightest guy out there. I, th- I think what Will Ferrell needs to do is pretty much take the same evolution Adam Sandler did. Adam Sandler did pretty much the same shit over and over again. Try to break free, which I don't think he actually ended up doing. And then he just started producing movies, putting his friends in them, and making more and more money. That's what Will Ferrell should do. It's not a you bad know, idea. We need we need a Will Ferrell style grandma's boy. That's that's what we need. He he, he needs to put like I don't know if like he's in a lot of movies. John C. Riley. John C. Riley's tr- trying to make his own, but I'm sure he could use some extra work. And I'm, I'm sure Will Ferrell has some other some other buddies. He has a uh, I forget what the internet. He releases some of his like own little bits on the internet. I forget what it's called, but um. He's got one of his friends on that too. Shit, what's his name? I don't remember. I'm sure someone on the Gunga Pit can can point us to it. But uh, I think that's Wolf Riddle's next step. I think he should maybe put up his hang up the spurs and, and go do some more stuff. Go produce some more stuff. We need some more. Remember, or wait, you don't mess with the Zohan type quality stuff. Jesus. So yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> Come on, the movies the movies make money. Come like the movies make money. <laughs> that's probably because they make five dollars to make. Another movie that's coming out this week that's probably hit or miss is going to be The Hangover, which is just a story about uh, three grooms and going out, bachelor party. I think it's Vegas, right? Yeah, they go to Vegas and and try to have uh, try to have a good time with their, their bachelor and, of course, all kinds of uh, hijinks ensue. And I think we've seen this movie a thousand times over, but this is it's sort of odd that there aren't any big names in this. Uh, like, I guess it's, you got the director from old school, but other than that, like in terms of actors, I haven't, I haven't seen these guys do much. I'm sure they're all comedians, but yeah, I've actually never seen, I don't even know the guy's name. Jeff, you can correct me. on Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis. Dr. Galawikas. He's hilarious. Yeah. I've never heard of him before. I've seen Ed Helms before in the office and then, yeah, the other guy and just Bradley Cooper. Bat, he's the but bad actually, guy. In uh, crashers. I actually think this one looks a lot better than uh, Land of Lost. Yeah, <laughs> I, think I think it looks, looks hilarious. Funny, yeah, and actually, <laughs> the only thing it does have some big names in it. They're just not the stars. It's got um, Heather Graham. Uh, Mike it's got, Tyson. Yeah, Jeffrey yeah, Tambor, Tyson, Mike Tyson. 
Uh, yeah, that, those are funny people. I don't even know how the grandma's in it because they don't show her, do they? Not in the trailer. No, I'm just looking no. at the, yeah. That's, that's a really good trailer, by the way. Like, it does, it did a good job of roping me in. But, uh, I'm interested. the only thing I'm worried about is them showing me too much because they keep showing me different versions of the trailers. I'm like, okay, how much material are you going to have left for the movie by the time, you know, people go see this? And sometimes the movies do that, and that's one of my fears for this one. Is this another I have to say, you know, which movie's going to make more money and I'm going to be right again, James? Is that the situation? Um, oh, Land of the Lost is yes. going to make more money. Yes, if you're going to go with Land of the Lost, then yeah, we can do that. Really? You don't yeah. think Land of the Lost is going to make more money than this? No. Wow. I think Hangover will make more yeah, money. Yeah, you're, you're crazy. You're <laughs> crazy. Uh, uh, you know what? Just just to be nuts, I'm gonna get I'm gonna go on Jim's side of this just because they've been advertising <laughs> it pretty hard. Yeah, it's Fine. been getting a lot of airplay on the TV. Yeah, I'm and but, Land, yeah, you're right. You're completely right. I'm sure. But Land of Lost but is gonna make billions more than this movie. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, Heather Graham plays. Heather Graham plays somebody named Jade, so I'm pretty sure she plays the stripper in Vegas somewhere. So fantastic. All the Maybe you'll, Jeff, yeah, maybe you'll see another Graham be nasty. <laughs> but, yeah, your point about the, you know, the not huge names being the stars is actually a good one. I mean, I can't think of a whole lot of other, like, comedies that have done really well without, you know, huge names like that. Well, a lot of them, they're um, huge names now, but they didn't used to be. I mean, like, if you look at, like, Animal House, I don't think anybody in that movie, with the exception of, well, of course, Don Sutherland, but you can't count that. I think with the exception of maybe Belushi, and he was just sort of like a young guy from SNL, I don't right. think anybody was that big in Animal House when it came out. For, yeah, right. it's really yeah. tough to judge on things like that. Like, when those things come out, maybe there's no names, but then as that movie becomes popular, it's like, oh... Yeah, the big name in that, you know, yeah. Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> but um, the, a couple of the examples I thought of weren't like they didn't even do well commercially. They're more cult hits, like on DVD and stuff. And that's uh, Swingers and Napoleon Dynamite. And both of those, neither you know, had really huge stars in it, but people love them now. True. American you, Pie also did a lot, but yeah. You know, I didn't even American know Jeffrey Pie. Tambor's in this movie of Arrested Development fame and and other and elsewhere. Hellboy, and also, um, the guy that's quickly becoming one of my favorite guys, Ken Jeong, uh, he was in the uh, the Role Models movie, he was in Knocked Up, he's been in a couple other things, I really like this guy. Speaking of the the Role Models thing, I over the weekend I was talking with some friends, and a lot of people had just seen Role Models, and they fucking loved it. Yeah, they were talking really about funny. it nonstop. They had me going to YouTube to look up like clips of it, oh my god, that part's funny, you gotta find it. And... I guess I must. I'm gonna have to see. It. I don't usually trust Jeff's opinion because you know he's drunk half the time. But, <laughs> half the um, time. <laughs> Actually, the movie that appeals to me the most that is coming out this weekend is a movie called The Way We Go. I don't know if you guys have seen anything on this. I saw the movie it. poster, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of movies with good movie posters. So this one looks. Yeah, good. I saw a TV commercial for it, and I it's wasn't very impressed commercial. at all. It's uh, John Krasinski from The Office and Maya Rudolph from SNL. They're a pregnant couple that are kind of realizing that they might be in a little bit over their head. And it's one of those, you know, awkward comedy type things. And it's directed by Sam Mendes. But uh, I went and checked out the trailer and the trailer actually really won me over. So I'm kind of interested to see this movie. I might actually have to go and see it in the theater like in a, a cheap showing or something. Is it getting and also a... Janny's in it and she's one of my faves. So. Is it getting a... A big release? I don't think it is. I think it's just getting a limited one. You might, really? You're gonna have a hard I time. I might have to travel for it then. I think yeah. that uh, that John Krasinski's doomed to a life of television. I think he's tried to break into the movies a couple times, and it just hasn't been. 
Uh, yeah, I don't think he's leading man material. Most movies need a, like a strong leading man. He's like the good best friend type or something. He's a weak Although, leading man. Yeah, like an, I don't know. Independent films could be his thing. I, I could see him doing well here and you know stuff like that. But yeah, nothing mainstream. I don't think. Interesting. And I didn't even know. I, I'm sure I, you might have mentioned it. Sam Mendes actually directs it of a revolutionary yep. revolutionary road fame. And Jarhead, which is interesting. Road to Perdition? He did tons of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Sam Mendes! Are you serious? Yeah. Good for Jeff's him. Probably, Jeff probably has some, something hot Good to say. Good for him. <laughs> Those are fighting <laughs> words. Eh, whatever. I'm, I'm still sick. I don't want to bring up everything. Yeah, that's um, kind of where I'm Well, at. if you're going to see a movie this week that's coming out, Anacata 4, you know, that came out Tuesday. So by the time you're listening to this, it's probably too late because it might be back to DVD at that point. But <laughs> yeah. I think if, if you're going to see one that movie... that come out Anac- on Tuesdays, it mean they went straight to DVD, actually. <laughs> if you're headed to your theater, turn into the parking lot of the DVD place right now. Uh, apparently, they have two snakes this time. So something to look forward to. It's like twice than, the I think there were tons of snakes in the original Anaconda with um uh, Ice the big Cube the big thing they're plugging is two snakes. Uh, that's all I that's all I know. That doesn't mean Anaconda 4 is going to be as bad as the first one though. Come on. Get your head in the game. They've learned their lessons. They're ready for perfection. Yeah. Now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fourth try <laughs> the Anaconda the franchise <laughs> nails it. <laughs> There was a, a lot of feedback this week on our Parker Posey play-along, which, again, uh, will, is a question we bring up weekly. Uh, you can answer it on at gungapit.com on the forums, or you can go to Facebook at uh, the Movie Hour page and uh, post there. My question this week for the Parker Posey play-along was, what movie do you watch when... Is it, some people took it like when you're feeling sick, but even like when you're feeling down to make you feel better. It didn't have to be inspirational. I know we sort of discussed like inspirational movies at some point, but this this didn't have to be one of them. And Jeff wasn't here for this. And Jeff, first off, what did you think of the question? Like, good question, right? Um, I'm on a roll. Yeah, great job. Great question. <laughs> Fantastic work, Greg. Yeah. I've been so impressed you, with my life. And you spent like two seconds answering it. Way to go. Um, Dude, I was in of- a hospital bed. <laughs> You keep on bringing dying. up these. You keep on bringing up these excuses. I don't really. I, don't I really had. I had an IV coming out of my arm. Typing wasn't my no. number one priority. Uh, um, out of the, out of the answers we had, the one I liked the most is because it was uh, it was more like my answer than any of the other ones was Mall Rats. It was sort of like teaming up, trying to get like stick it to the man and shenanigans. I keep on saying shenanigans and hijinks. Um, hijinks ensue. Fun times works out in the end, and it's just you know you don't really care for any of the people in it that much. It's just funny, and that's what Jarv's answer was, and that's exactly what I was going with. No, you know what I I thought when I when I saw Jarv put that, I thought it was a great answer as well. Um, you know, Office Space, good answer too. Princess Bride, great answer. A lot of these were I think pretty pretty solid. It's kind of a personal opinion type thing, but a lot of these are movies I can see watching like when I you know over and over and just feeling good about it. Yeah, my answer is definitely the right answer. I don't know about this whole personal opinion thing, but, but no, I did like uh, Joshua's runner-up answer just because it's typical Joshua. That, you know, what do you pick? Oh, him. Goonies. The count of oh no, the count of Monte Cristo. His runner-up answer, just for the sake that there's some guy looking for revenge the entire time. It is a good revenge story. <laughs> He's a vengeance, vengeance kind of guy. Yes, he is. Sick person. Sick person. 
So um, that is our mine for the week. But uh, Jeff, I believe you you thought of one on your deathbed at the hospital for uh, Parker Posey for this That's week, right. right? Um, I woke up in the middle of the night uh, high on several antibiotics and had sort of a hallucinary, uh, hallucinogenic uh, effect. And um, I started thinking about in different movies, there are different, uh, different ways that directors choose to show uh, people being drunk or under the uh, influence of drugs, uh, and there there are a couple of examples I could give, but they're probably the ones you're going to pick. So I'm not going to. But I wanted to I wanted to hear from you guys and, and our listeners. What's your favorite way or your favorite example, your favorite scene that a director showed somebody? Uh, they, they, they did something a little weird with the camera or whatever, and showed somebody uh, being under the influence. And the one I'm going to pick so, after much. Oh, go ahead, Greg. Um, I just need some. A little bit of uh, explanation. Under the influence. We're just going with drugs. That, that's drugs our, or alcohol? Our... Alcohol is a drug, sir. Okay, whatever. Right. Got it. Then Got yes. it. <laughs> okay. Got it. I'm, I'm set. Go ahead. So um, I, I thought about a few. Um, some, of my, some of my favorite movies actually have this one way or another. But uh, the one I wound up on was uh, in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. After they kind of complete their uh, their heist and they wound up with, they wind up with a ton of money the main guys all go to the bar and just get hammered and like there's this jazz music playing in the background and the camera sort of like goes around in fast motion and then in slow motion and they're all just being drunk as shit and uh and just doing the stupid stuff that you do when you're drunk and i think they do a really good job of showing a bunch like four guys getting drunker and drunker and doing stupid stuff and like the camera like sort of twisting and turning and, and moving in weird ways definitely shows kind of how that uh how that would feel so that's the one i want to go with this is tough. Jim? Uh, right. James, go Yeah, ahead. I've got mine. Mine popped in right in my head. This isn't so much a technique, though, as a, a specific example. But uh, my my example comes from Super Troopers when, um, I forget the character's name, but Jay, uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his last name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sean Carr, <laughs> kind of, yeah, I know yeah. yeah. He's plastered at the bar, and they show him... Go up to a girl. That's and... that's, uh, that's beer, beer fest, <laughs> by the way. What's that? That's from beer fest. Same, oh, same true. Yeah, yeah, same yeah, movie. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry. And then beer fest, and he goes up to that girl, and he thinks he's all suave and hitting all the right notes for this pickup line and stuff. And she looks a certain way, but then afterwards they show like what really happened, and it's hilarious. That's yeah, that, that's that definitely really a great scene. I love when he's uh, when he's looking in the mirror and and he's just like he looks like shit, but he looks in the mirror and he just looks like like a '70s sex machine, and it's 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 hilarious. I really that's a good call, Jim. Oh, this is tough. I'm having I'm having issues. The, the first two things I'm think of, but I'm not confident in either answer. One was just in uh, um, in Clockwork Orange when they pretty much I forget what's the ma- what's the main character's name in that Alex Eric? Alex Alex, Alex. Sorry. I keep on saying Eric. Um, when Alex gets those two girls and takes them back to the bedroom, and they end up drinking, but they pretty much just go back there and fuck. Sorry, have sex. And it's just fast motion. I don't even think it's supposed to be on drugs, though. So it's just supposed to be like a quick, you know, this is the deal. 
they're getting like they the actually had to get the that. original release apparently had that in non-fast motion, but in, uh, in order to get into American theaters, they needed to speed it up. Really, so, I did not know that. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a valid answer. I don't really think. Yeah, I don't I, like. I don't think they were doing that because of the drunken state thing. That was that's why I didn't like that answer. The other the other thing I thought of was Wrecking for a Dream, where they just did the close shots of the pupil dilation. Yeah, that was and, one that I was thinking of as well when I thought of the question. I like. Yeah, like it, it was pretty cool, but I'm not. I'm also not impressed with that answer. That's pretty much what they went with, just to be like, okay, these guys are out of it, and it was, you know, it was, it was interesting, but I, I wasn't. Okay. I'm not happy. I'm not happy with well, anything. Somebody on the site's gonna go ahead and say, "Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas." There are several scenes in there that are just phenomenal, and I've never done any of those really cool drugs that they're on in that. But, uh, <laughs> like it, it seems it like makes they you want to really do cool drugs. Job. Yeah, definitely. It makes you either want to do them or never ever want to do them. I'm not sure which, but it's uh, that's definitely so, they do a good job of describing several drugs in that movie. So was the Parker Posey play along now? What? <laughs> What director showed drugs in a way that made you want to do them? No, no, no. Just I mean, you know, in a way that you thought was an interesting, uh, an interesting way of showing an altered state of mind. I guess uh, would be the the way to put that. So right. like, just you know, maybe use some sort of uh, like what Jim said. Like it, it, there wasn't really any trick with the camera or anything, but with the the script and the sort of the the plot sort of uh, unfolded. Yeah. That it was an alternate. It's more state of a of he mind. said, she said style. Right, right. Presentation, just like here's what he thought happened. And then here's what really happened, or or something like uh, like where where you're uh, in a situation like where where the camera's doing something weird or anything like that. So anytime a director's showing an altered state of mind based on chemical uh, stuff, I guess. Right, that's a tough one, Jeff. You're the master of tough questions. I must well, admit. you know, I asked this one to Josh, and and he seemed to think it was okay. So. Right. Well, that, that I have is... a backup one in my pocket, so I know they're out there. Right. So. Yeah. So there's your your Parker Posey play along uh, for the week, and if you would like to answer it, you can go to thegungapit.com or also to the Facebook, uh, the Movie Hour page, and you can find us the there. The real uh, Movie Hour page. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I encourage you to answer uh, answer at both. So, uh, Jeff, congratulations on making it back. By the way, I'm I'm happy you made it, even if it was for episode 37. But you know, yeah, well. it was good. It was a good time. I'm happy. You're, I'm happy you're here. I'm happy. And I'm thank here you. Too. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, James and Jeff, both for uh, the input. Thanks for listening, everybody. You guys are two of my favorite people in the whole world. Thanks for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening uh, to the Harold Ramis Harry Carey Movie Hour. You know, one movie that I saw Will Ferrell in... <laughs> stop, stop, stop. <laughs> it just popped in there. I'm like, there's another Zoe to shut <laughs> Ow! He's <laughs> All right. There you go. She's super hot now, too. Ready for this? True story. I woke up in a sharper image in a massage so, chair. Turns, I, uh... turns out... The massage chair was on. Turns out I had a boner. Turns out no one cared.